Hey, I'm back. This is uh, Stu Hart. And, uh, Stu, you sound great. Thank you, thank you. I sound like Norm MacDonald imitating me. <laughs> yes, you kind of do, yes. You also, you kind of sound like a sleepy KBW. Oh, that guy sucks. <laughs> this is Stu Hart. Uh, did you hear what KBW did to Jeff about when he brought a guest home? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was messed I up. Did. Uh, he must be so embarrassed. Yeah, he was very embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so spot on it's like i'm talking to Stu. ladies and gentlemen my name is scott hey yo he's got his younger brother it's gonna be jeff the cream rise to the top oh yeah and you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at hasbro the fully postable have your own wrestlemania with all your favorite figures Wrestling figure. Eight sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 379 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff. And sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother. Not storyline brother Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, dude? Sun's out, guns out. Sun's out, buns out. Hell yeah. Dude, there is no calm period. We went literally from like rain and super cold right into 90 degrees. There was no middle ground. There was no happy like 75, 78, 80. It went straight from like 56 to 90 and no rest period. So we're either running the heater or we're running the air conditioner. And that's it. Which one is it today? Oh, dude, it's all air conditioner now. Yeah. It's, that thing's going to be pumping out probably until October. It's going to be nuts. But, dude, perfect weather's coming up. Going to be using the backyard, grilling, swimming. I'm looking forward to it, dude. I, I hate the heat, but I love the summer season. Is the backyard euthanism for something? Euphemism? Euthan- <laughs> Euthanism is Euth- a uh, euthanized. Euthanized, <laughs> <laughs> which you should be doing to KBW, but you won't. He's not to be on the show today. Oh, he's in trouble right now. Oh, 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 he's in trouble. He is in trouble. He pee on the carpet again? No, he didn't pee on the carpet this time. Drag his ass across the carpet? No, I had some guests over. Oh, and I told him. I texted him while I was out with certain guests. Hey. I'm bringing a guest over. You need to leave me alone. Oh. Guess what happens? Oh, no. I get home, and guess what he did? Uh, pooed in the entryway. Oh, he didn't poo in the entryway. No, nothing like that. Oh. He's He wears a diaper around. Oh, well, that's good. D- you want to know what he did? What did he do? He busted out the letter. To read to your guest? Yes. Did you find out who his favorite figure is of all time? No, he's not. To, he's not divulging that. He's even leaving that. He left that out even with the guest. Oh, he's okay. Got it. So that's like an omission for him. He's just purposely leaving that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's reading his letter. Then he needs them to proofread it. Oh, pro- to make sure his grammar is correct. Grammar's correct. This stranger that he's never met that he's going to assume is an English teacher to correct, correct his letter. Well, I made the mistake. I was like, yeah, she's an English teacher. So you might want to, oh. yeah, guess what happened? <laughs> She was annoyed, which I understood. She left. So I told him, I was like, dude, you're done. You're not on the show this week. Oh. Yeah. He's in timeout right now. 
Oh, KBW. Yeah, I texted him on his sidekick prior to coming home. You need to leave me alone. You can't be bothering me or anyone, whoever I'm bringing over, with your stupid letter. Yeah, yeah, that gets annoying, dude. Um, You know, the weather's warming up, I wanted to ask you. Is he making sure he puts on his deodorant every day? I don't know. I've gone by his room, but I haven't smelled anything. Okay, well, that's good. Because normally when he's not, like, you can totally tell. It's yeah, like walking yeah, yeah. by an onion field. You're like, oh, dude, here we go again. Or a WrestleCon. <laughs> right, right. Specifically the downstairs area of WrestleCon where air conditioning is just less. Or any convention. <laughs> right. <laughs> Be it an anime con, a toy show, a card signing or a card show. Hold on. He's scratching at the door. Go away right now. Oh, dude. He's batting at the door like a cat. He's going to start He's gonna start to slide his leather, letter under the door. Watch. <laughs> Dude, you, you, know how many time, you know how many times I've almost ripped up this letter? Oh, don't do that. That's like the one thing he has. That's like his pride and joy. Dude, he works on it constantly. Day, night, night, day. And then he watches Burger King videos for about an hour. And then he goes back to his letter. <laughs> Burger King videos? What, like people eating Burger King or old commercials? Both. Everything. Oh, I see. Okay. Anything that has to do with Burger King. He loves Burger King. It's his favorite. Yeah, like Return of the Mac and Cheetos. Uh, oh, gosh. Remember that commercial? Yes. Where they're all, Return of the Mac and Cheetos. Remember that? Yes. I, yeah, I do the, remember that. Yes. He's watched that like a thousand times, dude. Which I've so, heard was awful, by the way. The commercial was great, though. Well, of course it was. The music yeah. was fantastic. But I heard the delivery on the food, not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Return of the Mac. <laughs> And Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, he's grounded. He's not going to be on the show. He's in timeout. Will KBW maybe be heading over to whatamaneuver.net to buy himself a fully posable tank top? Or does he already own the entire collection? No, he refuses to buy our stuff. Oh, he does? Despite us making him very popular. Uh, Yeah. People have been asking for him. People have been demanding him on other shows. He says he's too busy working on the letter. Oh, so, I see. Yeah. He's big-timing people with his letter. Right. This this immaculate letter that's supposed to be handed to Steve Ozer next year in Philadelphia. I see. Yes. I see. We ain't inviting his ass. But if anybody wants to get any of our shirts or tank tops, as Scott said, sun's out, guns out, you can head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram, Fully Posable, WF. You can go back and listen to our past shows on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And you can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Scott, you pick up anything recently? Uh, Just Taco Bell last night. What'd you get? So they've got at our location these like online exclusives and one of them is a build your own combo where you get a specialty item two classic items a side and from the sides you can pick chips and cheese or cinnabon delights and a drink so i got a steak chalupa two soft taco supremes a large mango fiesta tea or lemonade something i gave it to peyton and two cinnabon delights which i also gave to peyton and then for my free item because i order so much taco bell i always have rewards uh got myself a gordita crunch or what was it the gordita crunch not gordita crunch wrap anyway it's like a taco inside of a gordita shell it's almost like the double decker oh cheesy gordita crunch that's what it's called 
And nice. uh, that was dinner. Yeah. No, it was a vulgar display of Taco Bell, dude. It was excellent. Oh, dude. Nice. That sounds delicious. Yeah. So uh, no toys to report. No wrestling okay. figures. No McFarlane Batmans. Nothing. Not even G.I. Joe Classifieds. But did have some Taco Bell go down the hatch. So that was cool. Sounds delicious. Yes, it was amazing. I, I, Taco Bell's always great. One thing I did get this past week is something from your totally awesome daughter, Alana. Oh. She made pink and chocolate strawberries for my birthday. Bret Hart themed. And in the middle, it had the WWF logo. Aw. And these were two strawberries. One had the WWF logo, and the other had a world tag team title on the other one. Kids got skills, dude. Where'd she get that from? I honestly have no idea. I know. I don't have a creative gene in my body, dude. So I have no idea. It wasn't from her mom, that's for sure. She just, (laughs) she found this skill miraculously. And dude, she kills it on those strawberries. Oh, dude, they're so good too. Oh yeah, they're excellent. She made me a a Aaron Judge set for my birthday. Or Yankee slash Aaron Judge. Loved it. And the designs on them were incredible. She did a minion set for Peyton one year. She's done Hello Kitty, uh, Baby Yoda. She's done Toy Story. Like, you name it. She's at least tried it. And she just, I, I don't know how she does it. Like, seriously, she puts so much time and effort into those things, and they come out amazing. And if I tried to do something like that, it would look like stick figures. It would be sticks figures, because one stick figure would have another stick, if you know what I mean. Of course it would. Yeah, exactly. Or two giant circles on the stick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we are immature like that. Yeah, we're, we're practically cavemen. By the way, the new Beavis and Buttheads that just dropped, amazing. Really? Yeah, dude, I'm so behind. Like, amazingly behind on Beavis and Butthead. How are you so behind on Beavis and Butthead? You, it's a simple watch. 22 minutes, boom. It's not like you're watching three hours of Raw. No, no we started watching Barry on HBO. What the hell is Barry? Uh, you know who Bill Hader is? Yes. The tall cop in Superbad? Yep. Okay, so it's his show. It's a story about an assassin who gets a job in LA to kill someone Uh and ends up falling in love with acting and tries to balance to get a normal life and stop killing people and focus on acting. And the story is about the struggle to do that. And it's incredible. It's like dark comedy, which I totally love. So if you've never seen it, I highly recommend it. We're, I think, four episodes into season two, and it's really, really good. Okay, but does he say sluts are cool? Uh, no, not yet. I mean, there's still a couple seasons to go, so he might, but no, not yet. You disappoint me. Yeah, he doesn't laugh like, (sighs) he doesn't do that either. That's kind of annoying. I know. Like, actually, Bill Hader looks like he'd laugh more like Beavis. (laughs) Bill Hader's actually kind of funny when he was playing some characters on Saturday Night Live. Oh, that guy is so great. I've seen him at some roasts, too. Uh, He was Mr. Hollywood. Yeah. 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 Oh, he's so good. But this ep- this uh, podcast is not about Barry or Bill Hader. And apparently it's not about KBW either. Staying nope. in the room. Yep. He's off the show this week. Good for him. So I got a text message from Ring Skirts the other day. He says, so I was listening to the draft segment and thought you could do a legit figure draft if you wanted. Now, this is all Ring Skirts. Instead of drafting figures... You would draft wrestlers and earn points through the year based on how many figures each guy has released by Mattel. Oh, now this is interesting. One point for basic, two for elites, three for ultimate, for example. Interesting. Yes. 
So okay, and it's it's the same kind of thing where you're literally just picking a name, and that name is off the board because you're yep. literally picking wrestlers at this point. Yep, exactly. Ooh, that's interesting. I like that idea. I'm all in favor of that. Maybe we start it like after SummerSlam or. Yeah, after SummerSlam is good because when we did uh, Wrestling Fantasy, our seasons ran from the day after SummerSlam or like the Raw after SummerSlam through WrestleMania. And then we had a short season, which was the day after WrestleMania. I take that back. We'd have a week off so we could draft the week after. So it would run between WrestleMania and SummerSlam and then SummerSlam and WrestleMania would be our two seasons. So yeah, we could do it like that. Or we could just go for a year and see what happens. Okay. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So uh, I think that would be something that we can touch on. For sure. Yeah, I would definitely love to pick that up. See, right after SummerSlam. By the way, what did you think of the new belt? Oh, the participation trophy. The participation trophy. Oh, because nobody can defeat Roman Reigns for it. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks for playing, guys. Here's your (laughs) prize. Well, what did you think of the design of it? I think it's cool, dude. Uh, Definitely. And a lot of people have already pointed this out. uh, A lot of nods to the big gold belt. Uh-huh. And basically just slapping the WWE logo in the middle of it. I dig it. It looks like a world title. Obviously, we're going to be see, seeing it in figure form here pretty soon. So, yeah, I like it. But at the end of the day, I don't know, man. It just it feels like a participation trophy to me. Like, nobody can beat Roman. Let's just make another belt. I don't know about that. They're splitting up the brands right now. You know, somebody would have eventually beat Roman. But yeah, I can kind of see where you're coming from on that. Yeah, it's an elevated IC title, really. I personally love the belt. I think it's way better than the big gold belt. I hated the big gold belt. I thought that was a trash of a belt. I have no problem saying that. I never liked the big gold belt. It fit Flair so well, though. It did, but it was like, we're just going to take this big, huge chunk of gold, and we're just going to throw it on a a leather strap, and then that's our championship. And yes, I understand that when you saw it, it signified a champion, but at the same time, the belt was just big, golden, godly. It was just, ugh. But it looked great on Flair. The platinum blonde hair, the tan, the story behind him, you know, the jet flying, wheeling, dealing, and he had this huge piece of gold to go with him. It fit him, dude, because when you see that belt, who do you think? David Arquette. I see. Uh, Can we get KBW on the show? I've I've had it with you already. he's not coming on the show. I have banned him from the show. I've got to stick to my guns on this one. Consider this your warning then. (laughs) But what I like is that they went in and modernized this homage belt to the big gold. Yeah. Made it look so sleek, dude. I love the belt. Yeah, it's a nice looking world title. I think it's great looking. So So who gets it? Do you think Roman stays on SmackDown and that belt goes on Raw? Uh, Yes. Hmm. Do you think they give Roman a new title? I'm hoping. I'm hoping so, too, so he doesn't have two belts anymore. Or they give Roman that belt, and then if they do what Cody Rhodes has teased, they make a modernized version of the Winged Eagle. Mm, okay. Which, I like the Winged Eagle, but to me, that was, it was just an okay belt. It was never, I just thought it was okay. Okay. I liked it. I thought it was cool. And yeah, it was, I mean, I understand why everybody liked it, because it was nostalgia, but. And Macho was, Man held it. And Macho Man held it. It was just okay of a belt. But if they modernize the Winged Eagle, I'm I'm okay with that. Then give that to Cody on the Raw side if he does win it. I think it comes down to Seth or Cody. I just don't know who takes it. I agree. I think if they have another match, Seth should go over. It would make sense for Seth to go over. Yeah, because he really did Cody a lot of favors when Cody came back. Yeah. Not that Cody's bulletproof, but I like Seth as champion. 
I wish Seth's feud with Roman last year, 2022 Royal Rumble, would have gone a little bit longer. Oh, God, that was a fantastic match, dude. It, it, well, it was a good build. It was a good feud. Yes. And it just felt like it was so rushed and so short that it just, that was it. Yeah, I agree. I'm hoping it's Seth versus Roman next year at Mania. It's Scott, we've got a little bit of news. You ready to jump into this? Let's just start talking about it. All right, let's start off with Fig Collections. They showed off their bone-crunching action. They showed off Randy Savage. (laughs) Scott, this is a podcast of high regards. We do not bring toilet humor into the show. Yeah, this this show is not lowbrow. It's anything but lowbrow. We don't don't, uh, invest in potty humor. We don't partake in that. When Scott said double-decker earlier, I didn't want to say upper-decker. Right, right, because how dare you? I'm mature. Yeah, you're very highbrow, dude. Randy Savage comes with the top hat and glasses. Ultimo Dragon, he will have two different ones. He'll come in a green Ultimo Dragon outfit and also a purple Ultimo Dragon outfit, along with Sonny Ono. You can pair with your Ultimo Dragon. He comes with a green suit and a beige suit. And last, Gilberg. Those will be the bone-crunching actions from Fig's collections. That Savage is pretty sweet, dude. Yes, it reminds me of the Randy Savage that was on Paradise PD, the cartoon. <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh, you didn't see uh, dead Randy Savage on Paradise PD? No, how dare they? He, he was a skeleton. Oh. Uh, they paid homage to him. I like. Okay, him. okay, good. They yeah. acknowledged him. Yeah. And Scott, Mattel and Hasbro are the new mega powers? Yeah, what that was completely out of left field. Was not expecting that. Did no. you see the did you see the news regarding it? Yes, so right off the bat they're doing like a Barbie Monopoly game to capitalize on the new movie coming out. So they're basically pairing up Monopoly on one side, Barbie on the other, mash them together, boom, Barbie Monopoly. But you're right, Jeff, it's like the Mega Power shaking hands, dude. This is this is Mattel and Hasbro. This is a big deal because they don't say that it's necessarily planned yet. You got to imagine WWE being the heavy hitters that they are. Hasbro has to be looking at them and going, okay, how do we bring WWE over to our side and make it something cool? This is a CNBC article. Toymaker stocks rallied Thursday after rivals Hasbro and Mattel posted quarterly results and offered optimistic comments about how their intellectual property will boost their business. Hasbro shares spiked more than 13% Thursday after the toy maker reported first quarter revenue that topped Wall Street's expectations. The Monopoly board game maker posted net revenue of $1 billion. With a B? With billion? a B. Beating the $878.4 million expected base on an average of analysis estimates compiled of Refinitive. Revenue declined 14% from $1.16 billion during early period. The toy maker posted a first quarter net loss, $22.1 million, or 16 cents per share compared to net earnings of 61.2 million or 44 cents a share last year. Amid the challenging toy and game market, both Hasbro and Mattel are eyeing a future increasingly focused on intellectual property. On Monday, the rival companies entered a multi-year licensing agreement, which will see the launch of co-branded toys and games using each company's popular brands. Hasbro will produce Barbie-branded Monopoly games starting in fall of 2023, while Mattel will tr- make Transformer-branded Uno games and Hot Wheel vehicles slated for 2023 and 2024 releases, respectively. That's badass, dude. That's going to be so cool. 
The two toy makers have competed for licensing rights in the past. In 2022, Mattel won the license to make toys based on Disney Princess's lineup, beating Hasbro in the process previously. Mattel had lost the license to Hasbro in 2016. Outside of their collaboration, the two companies are both making strides to expand the reach of their own IP as they gear up for major movie launches this summer. Hasbro's Transformers Rise of the Beasts from Paramount is slated for a June 9th release, while Mattel's much-hyped Barbie movie from Warner Brothers is scheduled for a July 21st release. Very interesting. Very interesting. So, Hasbro... Dude, could we see, like, Motu Star Wars figures? Uh, we could. Like, we, Star Wars figures in, like, He-Man bodies? We could get Monopoly, WWF Monopoly again. Oh, that would be so awesome, dude. But yeah, you start thinking of the possibilities, but I am loving that Transformers Hot Wheels mashup. That's going to be awesome. Dude, can you imagine, like, a Hot Wheels scale Optimus Prime with the trailer that opens up in the whole bit? Yep. And they could do, like, the packaging, like, from the 80s, the G1 packaging? Yep. Oh, this is blowing my mind. That's so cool. All right, sticking with Mattel, a couple of interesting notes that actually Nate just texted over from Turnbuckle Tavern podcast interview with Steve Ozer and Sam Roberts. Steve said they literally tried to get the barbershop shaving cream face, Sid, made but haven't been able to. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) He also said he pushes for half tag teams to be made when available and that Bill is adamantly against releasing half tag teams. Bill clearly still feeling the pain from LJN. I got you, Bill. So there's a little few notes from the Steve Ozer on the Turnbuckle Tavern podcast. We're not looking good on that stage, by the way. You're correct, Scott. We are not looking good. Time remaining eight days. We are at 2,134 backers, 42% funded. The target is 5,000 just to get the Steiner and Mysterio. It's not looking good unless a last minute push happens. Or maybe people getting their checks tomorrow. That's that's what I'm hoping, dude. I'm hoping it's those people getting paid tomorrow, you know, Friday, or the following Friday to get that super last minute push. Um, this thing, honestly, it's going to take a miracle at this point for it to get yeah. made. I mean, like you said, we're at 42%. That's not even halfway there. So it's, it's really not looking good. And that is so unfortunate. I, I just can't believe that there aren't as many of you and I and the hardcore collectors that listen to this thing, that want this thing made, there aren't as many of us out there. I mean, a minimum of 5,000. That just, that blows my mind. Yeah. Well, it was a valiant effort, but it's not looking good. Hopefully that last minute push does happen. Maybe we can, who knows, maybe by this weekend when everybody receives their paychecks, you know, end of month type thing, maybe they have a couple extra dollars left over. Remember, you guys can use Klarna, break up those payments. Maybe that will help. Maybe that will get that last minute push, but uh, yeah, I'm hoping yeah. we have better news next week when we record because we'll be recording the day before it stops. So hopefully we'll have better news next week. I'm really hoping that we do. I want to see this thing go through. All right, I pulled some questions from the Wrestling Figs message boards. First question comes in from J Man. J Man said, "Steve, is there a set formula for the Ultimate Editions when they hit three figs per wave, as in two Legends plus one current day star, or vice versa?" Steve said there's no set formula for mainline Ultimate Editions anymore aside from an A-plus level talent, heavily weighted, and two other popular talents at one per case each. We are just going to make the best balanced ways possible to keep sell-through strong so we can keep the momentum of the line going. Excellent. 
Next question came from West the Jabroni. Uh, no, <clears throat> West Jeff. West. West the Jabroni. Oh, it's West, not West. Right. Otherwise, it would be West he Jabroni. Well, what if it is West he Jabroni? It could be West he Jabroni. West he Jabroni. West he Jabroni said, "Hi, Steve." Have you and the Brain Trust at Mattel put much thought into the distribution issues with Walmart with the Superstars line? Yes, they put a lot of thought into everything, actually. Seems to be universally loved by everyone on the forum, but equally universally frustrated with Walmart at the same time. Is this a line that could live on Mattel Creations in the future? And or have there been alternative distribution talks other than just Walmart? Thanks for all you do. Steve said, it will remain a Walmart exclusive in the U.S. I'm still really pushing to see if some of the other markets will take it. I don't see why not. Mm, yeah, it's uh, it would be strong wherever. So, yeah, yeah they, they totally should pick it up. But I haven't really been to Walmart to look at their... I've been to Target a few times, but I haven't really been inside Walmart to see what their toy situation is like. Probably in a good month and a half. Are superstars lagging at retail? Yeah, they are. Oh, see, here we go. It's just like the retros. West, he was right. He, they've been way off. On oh, see, that sucks, Trying to dude. keep up with everything. And then on top of that, like this past week, uh, I had my Superstar series canceled. Oh, I, man. I Come tried on, to Walmart. do one more pre-order, getting the Mr. T. Um, anyways, I was trying to get that series. And yeah, they all got canceled. So they're going the way of the retros. This yep. is basically what killed the retro line. Yep. Was distribution. Okay. I'd hate to see that happen with this because this line is way too good to go down the pipes like that. Next question comes in from Dark Prophet. He said, hi, Steve. Piggybacking off my last question about if Coliseum Collection Axe was to be made, what about Warlord? His LJN attire was certainly not as usual, but given that you got his more traditional look already out from that era as an elite, would you want the LJN style look for the Coliseum Collection? Thank you. Steve said, I personally think a hypothetical Coliseum Collection Warlord should be in Powers of Pain gear with long trunks with a matching Barbarian. Ooh, so this kind of breaks form a little bit. Now, this is, of course, assuming, he said hypothetical, this is assuming they're going to do a Powers of Pain in the Coliseum Collection. Correct. Right, but that breaks form. Yeah. Because Warlord was in his trunks in the LJN for yep. whatever reason. So that... That's very interesting. So my money says we don't see a Powers of Pain set. Outside of the possibility of even getting Barbarian, I, I don't think it's going to happen in the Coliseum collection. Well, remember, Scott, they always have test shots to work with, and that's why they happen to be put into said trunks or said sweatpants or whatever. Well, the weird thing is, is Warlord, I don't remember him ever wearing trunks in the WWF. No, there are photos of him out there wearing trunks. There is... As a tag team with Barbarian? It wasn't as a tag team with Barbarian. It was right as he was transitioning from Powers to, of Pain. To go into a singles run. Correct. So, right, but the Warlord figure would have been made in 88. Correct. So the only test shots... Well, it says Superstars 89 on the package, right? But the figure, it had to be made a certain amount of time before it hit the market... So when he would have been in production, he still would have been in the powers of pain. So I'm wondering what test shots were out there where he was in trunks because he, obviously he was in trunks when he had a singles run, but that wasn't even on the radar yet when that figure came out. Yeah. So any test shots would have been him with Barbarian 
And as far as I know, when he was in that Powers of Pain tag team, he never wore trunks. That's a good point. At least as far as I know. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, because I would love to know why that figure got made in trunks. It's out there. Yeah. That's just so baffling to me. Scott, we have the Elite Series 83 to go over in the nostalgia segment. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about it. into WWE Elite Series 83, we want everybody to head on over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Over there, they got almost every figure ever made over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. But what we want you guys this week to do is head on over there and just hit the magnifying glass and hit Elite Series 83 and follow along as Scott reads off this list. Again, that's all over at the wonderful... Dylan created WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. All right, Scott, what you got for Elite Series 83? Yes, sir. Mattel WWE Elite Series 83 consisted of Drew McIntyre. He was packaged with a long black entrance jacket. Dusty Rhodes with his chicken claw top hat. And Jeff, these are your words. Black with red polka dots, moo moo. (laughs) I didn't know what to call it. I was like wasn't a cape it wasn't a thing so i just kind of thought back to the simpsons episode where homer wore a moo-moo so i just put moo-moo and this particular moo-moo for dusty was black with red polka dots yes next up <laughs> sasha banks she was in black white and blue gear she had blue hair my bad my bad <laughs> came packaged with <laughs> blue sunglasses and a black entrance jacket accessory baron corbin or king corbin if you will Came packaged with a scepter, crown, and Polly Pocket style robe. Edge, he was your variant in this set, or this series. Regular version, gray tights with red knee pads. Variant version in black tights with gold knee pads. Both versions packaged with an Edge soft goods shirt. And last but certainly not least, the great Michael P.S. Hayes. He was in red trunks, red boots. Came packaged with a soft goods Bad Street shirt. And Jeff, taking it old school here a pair of Oakley Blade sunglasses, and that rounds out Mattel WWE Elite Series 83. Pretty good series here. Got Dusty Rhodes with the Moo Moo, and you got Michael P.S. Hayes, the first offering of Michael P.S. Hayes in the Elite line. Every figure in the set was great. I love this whole series top to bottom. I don't have a bad thing to say about any of them. Yeah, even the Baron Corbin, the face scan on it was scary good. Uh, That's my favorite figure in the series because of that. And keeping with the theme... More crowns. Yes, more crowns. Exactly. More crowns. We had the Montez Ford, the Mae Young with a crown. We got Jerry Baron, Lawler. Jerry Lawler with a crown. Now we got Baron <laughs> Corbin with a crown. So, yeah, really good series. Really strong series. Uh, you said Baron Corbin's your favorite, not Dusty or Michael, huh? No, and you would think I would go that way because of nostalgia. But, dude, like you said, that Baron face scan is so on point, And the accessories included with them, like they totally captured King Corbin. Uh, it's a perfect figure. So, yeah, that's definitely my favorite figure in the series. All right, we've got some eBay prices to go over, and there are no lines to be broken this week. Damn it. I know, we always look forward to it. Well, I think it's an impossibility at this point. How do you beat 99 cents? By the way, there was a gentleman on Twitter today, Joe. He said, I can't believe Scott said Gronkowski would be the new line 
It was still pretty low. Yeah, it was 13 bucks, but I mean, he was surprised that you went the Gronkowski instead of any of the other figures in the series. Well, I didn't think Keith Lee would be that low. Like, if you're giving me all those names and you're like, okay, one of these is breaking the record. Yep. I would have not guessed Keith Lee at all. Because I'm thinking people want to grab Keith Lee to put in their AEW collection. Well, not only that is, I think a lot of people would have wanted to grab that Keith Lee for autograph signings. Right, exactly. You're not going to go meet Rob Gronkowski. At least, I don't think he's doing a lot of card signings or card show signings. So, yeah, my initial thinking was it's got to be Gronk. Like, who wants a Gronk figure? All right. Drew McIntyre with the long black jacket. Last sold eBay listing was April 22nd for $10.50 on a buy it now. Dusty Rhodes with the red and black muumuu. Chicken Claw Top Hat, last sold eBay listing, was April 23rd for $16 on a buy it now. Sasha Banks, glasses, jacket, last sold eBay listing, was April 26th for $20 on one bid. Baron Corbin, in his King Corbin look with Scepter Crown, Polly Pocket Robe, last sold eBay listing, was April 12th for $37 on a buy it now. See, that's how good that figure is. No 99 cent version here. Edge, which was the variant, the regular being light trunks with red knee pads. Last sold eBay listing was April 18th for $26 on a buy it now. The variant with dark tights. Last sold eBay listing was April 23rd for $27.75 on a buy it now. And last, Michael P.S. Hayes, bad street shirt with the Oakley sunglasses. Last sold eBay listing was today, April 27th. Seller wanted $21 but accepted $15. Now, I did want to point out another one sold also today for $30, just wasn't the last sold. That's why I didn't pull it, but I thought I should point that out. Oh, wow. We went for half. So two sold on the same day, one sold for half of the other. Yep, exactly. Hmm. I also want to point out we really need a gorgeous Jimmy Garvin to go with this Michael Hayes. Much agreed. Or Terry Gordy. I would also accept Terry Gordy because this is more Hayes' look when he was with the Freebirds as opposed to him being in the Freebirds tag team with Jimmy Garvin. This was more of Michael Hayes' look. Think like his Remco look. Red trunks, red boots. That's more of this Michael Hayes. I think a better version of his tag team with Jimmy Garvin would be Hayes in black tights. Same with Garvin. Much like their their Galoob series, right? Yep. I think that if they can still do Hayes, I would still love to see a WCW tag team champion set of Hayes and Garvin. This is more Hayes... Like his his Freebirds run when they were the six-man tag team champions. I wish they would have packaged a robe with him. Agree. Yes. Totally now, agree. Now, don't get me wrong. I love that they packaged in a Bad Street shirt, but I kind of wish they went robe on that. <sighs> okay. But look, dude. Say they did a survey before they came out with this Michael Hayes, and they're like, look, guys, we're going to do a Michael Hayes. We want your input. Do you want a Bad Street USA shirt with Michael Hayes, or do you want a plain red robe because we can't put a flag on the back of it? plain red robe because that's what jacks did see i think i'm going bad street shirt it's the iconic song right it's i would totally vote for bad street shirt like i get what you're saying about the robe that's probably more authentic but you gotta have a bad street shirt with michael ps hayes he sang the song but there was no poll put out that's true there was nothing asking me hey do you want a robe or do you want a bad street shirt and you would have picked a a plain red robe yes i would have Okay. To each their own. There are no right or wrong answers. And the only reason I did that is because just him in trunks just looks so plain. It's cool that we got a Michael P.S. Hayes. I just wish there was more to dress up with it. Okay. 
That's fair. That's totally fair. I, and I, you know what? I can see your argument for that for sure. Well, you should see my argument. I mean, it's wrong, but I can completely see your side. That rounds out WWE Elite Series 83. We are going to round out the show with Can You Last a Minute and a Half? And this week, it's Scott's turn to get me back. How I remember that, I don't know. But Scott <laughs> is going to get me back. We're just going to go with that. All right, Scott, do you have three figures? I do. Okay. And I would like to thank Big Dave for this. Good friend. Friend of the show. Friend of ours. You can't come up with three figures. Just throw some names into a hat or just do a generator or can't do it yourself, huh? I want you to, to take yourself back to like 1986. Okay. And we're hanging out downstairs during the summer break. Me, you, Big Dave, we're watching wrestling. Okay. Suddenly we have the bright idea where Dave and I are going to be the road warriors and you're going to be the rock and roll express, but your tag team partner is a pillow. Yeah, that was fair. And we basically beat the shit out of you and the pillow yeah. and win the tag titles. Yeah. You guys were like Stu Hart. <clears throat> and you'd be like, hey, stretch him out. Which actually sounds like the road warriors too, but you were like, hey, we're going to stretch Jeff out. <laughs> What is your thing with being stretched out, dude? Uh, well, then, no, that was my Stu Hart impression. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. So that's what, because that's what Stu does. You would, oh, I uh, thought you were working blue. And then you put your hand on the back of his neck and <laughs> stretch him out. <laughs> I also sound like Batman, too, so. <laughs> it's kind of like Norm MacDonald doing Stu Hart. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm a... Put my hand on the back of his neck. Eh? You gotta, uh, you gotta yeah. hit him with a little fish hook, yeah. <laughs> gotta do the uh, little fish hook and pull his, <laughs> pull his arms back. <laughs> so what I want you to do is put yourself in that situation. Picture you're downstairs, and Dave and I are standing there looking at you like we're about to have this tag team match, and we're about to stretch you out, and we're gonna beat the crap out of the pillow too, just for good measure. All right, I will remove my earbuds. Clue, please. Okay. All three of these figures have the same exact clue. Okay. They're in Dave's collection. Yours, please. Okay. This first one is from the 90s. Okay. I will take out my earbuds right now. The figure that Jeff wants to guess here is Jack's Bone Crunching Action Series 3 Ahmed Johnson. Hey, I'm back. This is uh, Steve Hart. Hey. And, uh, Stu, you sound great. Thank you, thank you. I sound like Norm Macdonald imitating me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you kind of do, yes. You also, you kind of sound like a sleepy KBW. Oh, that guy sucks. <laughs> this is Stu Hart. Uh, did you hear what KBW did to Jeff about when he brought a guest home? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was messed I up. Uh, he must be so embarrassed. Yeah, he was very embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's so spot on. It's like I'm talking to Stu. It's okay. It's okay. Bret Hart is my favorite wrestler, so I can do this impression. Yeah, it's okay. That makes yeah, it all yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. He got permission. Is Jeff doing the Stu Hart impression? Oh, come on now. Get out right now, you Don't son of a- Don't let him. Don't you even come in. Nope. He's in trouble. Yeah, he's in trouble. He's off the show. Yeah, curb him. Yeah. All right. He's or gone. Or curb stomp him. I told him no Chappelle show either. Oh, dude. He's so pissed off. Is he able to go get uh, Burger King? Yeah, he, I let him drive. Okay. He doesn't drive well, but I let him drive. I didn't know he drove, actually. I figured he had Heelys or something. Like, he'd just run along and, like, jump on the back wheels? No, he's got big wheels. Oh, big wheel. Okay. Yeah, he's got a Knight Rider big wheel. Excellent. 
that he pedals with his feet. Plastic tires are holding up okay? Plastic tires are holding up okay. Okay, good. We've got to go on eBay and keep replacing them, but... Yeah, I, I can imagine. He likes that little red brake on the side that you'd pull and slide sideways. Yep, yep. Because he likes to like slide up to people sideways and then hand him the letter. It's like yeah, a then, whole it's a whole production and scene with this guy. And then I'll try to do his voice. I, I don't do it very well. He's like, they see me rolling. <laughs> they hate in. They're riding dirty. They see me. He said that was like on his now three. But I know they want to read my letter. <laughs> full of articulation. Full <laughs> of articulation. <laughs> it's got my favorite wrestler. Are you singing my song from now three? Stop yeah. it. No. Nope. Shut up, dude. You're on timeout. Get out. All right. Yeah. I've got to guess the figure. You do. Yes. And you have, let me go to the timer here. Hold on one second. I'm okay. getting into my handy dandy timer. Okay. You let me know when you're ready. And again, the clue is two of them. All of these were in Dave's collection. And this first one is from the nineties. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Timer is going now. Hasbro. No. Uh, Galoop. No. Jax. Correct. Okay. Uh, 90s. Okay. Bone crunching. Yes, it is. Razor Ramon. No. Okay. Uh, former Intercontinental Champion. Correct. Shawn Michaels. No. Uh, Intercontinental Champion in 90s. Yes. Okay. Uh, also heavyweight champion. No. Intercontinental champion only. Um, <clears throat> oh my God. Uh, J- Jeff Jarrett. No. Uh, Diesel held the heavyweight. Diesel also held the IC. He also, but he held the heavyweight too, but you said he didn't it hold did the not hold the heavyweight. Right, correct. This person uh, did not. I see. Uh, it was a bone cruncher. Yes. Uh, early series bone cruncher. One minute. Yes, early series bone cruncher. You're at one minute. Um. Okay. Wait. Owen Hart. No. Um. Oh God. British Bulldog. No. Minute fifteen. Uh, Intercontinental Champion that wasn't heavyweight champion in the nineties. Also two thousands. No. Holy crap! Who is IC champion? Uh, Dean Douglas. Time. <laughs> okay, Jeff. We've had this wrestling figure podcast since 2016. Yes. Are you telling me that in all of the time that we've had this show, you've been under the assumption that Jack's Bone Crunchers included <laughs> a Dean Douglas figure? <laughs> I know it didn't include a Dean Douglas. I'm going to give you one more guess. Ahmed Johnson. And you got it with your one more guess. Oh, thank God. Okay. That was your Hail Mary. I didn't need to do that. But out of the goodness of my heart, because you kept KBW curbed this week. Kind of. You got it on the last last minute, last ditch effort. Yes. Okay. All right. Whew. Oh, it stinks in here. He hotboxed me. Oh. <laughs> oh, dude, that's rancid. That smells like Taco Bell and BK. Money says that he took his uh, sweatpants off and bare ass farted under the door jam. It's hella hot too. Like it's warm back here. Oh man. Oh dude. It's just basking back here. Oh man. All right. Oh, Oh. that guy's disgusting, man. He is. He's he's he sweats a lot. Yeah. And he's trying to get me back for not letting him be on the show this week. (laughs) He, He gets you back with flatulence. What a guy. 
I know he, did, I, I don't know if he bare asked it because I didn't see, I didn't even hear the door open up. I've got my earbuds in, but. No, he, he got down by the door crack, dude, underneath the door, as close as he could. Like the movie Backdraft where the air goes in and then it sucks back out? The gross guy probably funneled it through the bottom of the door. Like beer bonged that thing underneath the door, or the, the crack of the door. I could see that. I could see I that. I could see that too. He's very vindictive, especially when he can't watch Chappelle's show. Oh, he's very upset about that. <clears throat> right. He's like, I'm 117 years old and you're grounding me. And I was like, yeah. 117. Uh-huh. Well, he sounds pretty good for 117. Yeah, he does. Not everybody makes it that long, dude. Uh, it's like KBW years, you know, dog oh, years, KBW gotcha. years. gotcha. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. All right. So Ahmed Johnson was the first one. I am ready for the next one. Uh, also 90s and in Dave's collection. That would be correct. All right. I am going to remove my earbuds now. The figure that Jeff wants to guess is Bone Crunching Action, Jack's Series 4, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. 90s in Dave's collection. Yes. All right. Let me know when you're ready. I am ready. Stopwatch is starting now. Hasbro. No. Galoob. No. Just Toys Bendems. No. Jack's again? Yes, Jack's again. Bone Cruncher? Yes. Tag Team? No. Was this person a heavyweight champion? Yes. In the 90s? Yes. 2000s? Yes. 2010s? No. Uh, okay, Intercontinental Champion? Yes. Okay. Shawn Michaels? No. Bret Hart? No. Diesel? No. Was he a tag team champion? Yes. Good Lord. Okay. Heavyweight champion, intercontinental champion, and tag team champion. Correct. All in the 90s. All in the 90s. Wow. Was he a tag team champion in WWF? Yes. Okay. Intercontinental champion, heavyweight One champion. One minute. Heavyweight champion in the nine, uh, in WWF? Yes. All in the 90s. Okay. Um, and you said it was a bone cruncher. Correct. Stone Cold Steve Austin bad boys. Very good. Ooh, you got it with a minute 13. Okay. I should have gone that one because that one has such nostalgia between the three of us. Well, we were there. All three of us picked that one up. Yeah, exactly. Dave stood over you like a bodyguard. It, totally. Yeah. He was like the shield. Yeah. He's like foot seven, six or something like that. Yeah. Foot six, seven, just hovering over, like making sure nobody came to bother us. Cause we had yeah. to get the stone colds out of that box. Yeah. And he was teabagging you on the top of your head. And you're See, like, I didn't even notice it because I was so entrenched in getting that box opened up. Exactly. All right. Stone Cold Steve Austin Bad Boys series. Yes. All right. You got one more to go. You're two for two. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> Stu Hart again. Was, uh, was uh, Big Dave teabagging you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but don't worry, Stu. I stretched him out good for it. It's good. It's good. I like it. You stretch him out. Yeah. I hit him with a little eye gouge and got him with a fish hook. He hated every bit of it. <laughs> All right. Let's <laughs> do hard impressions uh, spot on, dude. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Like, KBW has been replaced. I know. He's never coming back on the show. Yeah. Stu Hart's going to be our new third. He's going to be walking down 880 with a stick in that bag that usually goes at the end of a stick like you see on cartoons. <laughs> Actually, our luck, we're going to get replaced by Stu Hart and KBW. No one's KBW. He'll send his buddy Johnny over. Remember Johnny, his partner? Oh, his yeah. Be, his best friend? Yeah, his best friend. 
This is Johnny. <laughs> it devalues my figure. <laughs> is that Johnny in there? <laughs> God damn it. I'm not even starting with those two. What kind of operation you have over there, dude? This is getting a little out of hand. Oh, dude. I have to keep myself entertained now. How can you even bring guests to your house? Uh, usually I can get away with it if I text him on his sidekick, but... Man. Anyways, anyways. You don't run a very tight ship over there, dude. Not really. Not really. Very loose. Very loose. <laughs> like, I've been stre- like I've been stretched out. <laughs> All right. All right. That's Stu's favorite. It is my favorite. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Last one. Was it in the 90s? Uh, no. So this one, there's two clues. Okay. Number one, it was in Dave's collection. Okay. Or is in Dave's collection. Because <coughs> much like us, Dave doesn't sell his toys. Uh, clue number two, it's in the 2010s. Or from the 2010s. Okay. Okay. I will remove my earbuds now. Okay. The figure that Jeff wants to guess is Mattel WWE Legends, Ricky Steamboat. Okay, 2010s in Dave's collection. Yes. All right. Jump on that stopwatch. Okay. Stopwatch is going now. Mattel. Yes. Okay. Former Intercontinental Champion. Yes. Heavyweight Champion. No. Uh, not in the WWF. Okay. Um, heavyweight champion. champion elsewhere, but not in the WWF. Okay. Uh, uh, tag Team Champion. Not in the WWF, but elsewhere. Okay. Uh, was this elsewhere WCW? Yes, it was. Was this... Did he uh, wrestle for any well, other... Pro- NWA slash WCW. Okay, so Ronnie Garvin could be Ronnie Garvin. No, Ronnie Garvin. Oh, yeah? Did Mattel make a Ronnie Garvin, Jeff? Like a Dean Douglas was made by Jax? No, no, no. That never happened. Uh, okay. Heavyweight champion and... Uh, Tag team. <laughs> I see champion in WWF. Ricky Steamboat. Very good, but which one? The finding moment. No. Ricky Steamboat, uh, fan takeover. No. Ricky Steamboat, elite legends. Very good. Ah, uh, yes, yes. With yes, a yes. minute seven. Very good. Okay. Three for three this week, dude. Look at me go. Look at you go. Hell yeah. By the way. Uh, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't say uh, R.I.P. to Jerry Springer. Yeah, play, definitely played a part in the WWF. Unfortunately, passed away today from cancer. F.U. cancer. Uh, yeah, definitely a sad day. Uh, makes you wonder, are they going to put him into the Hall of Fame? A celebrity wing? Why not? Why not? Absolutely. I still remember when Razor Ramon was on that <laughs> show. Iron Sheik was, too. Oh, Sheiky Baby was on there? Sheiky Baby was on there. Uh, there was a woman on the show who was telling her live-in boyfriend that she was no longer happy with the way he was treating her. And she had found a new man and the new man came out and that new man was the iron Sheik. I could see that. I could totally see that too, Bubba. I saw that too on a, they, this woman said she found a new guy and it was uh she was like dating the Chicago bulls mascot. And then they came out with like a inflatable Chicago bulls mascot and the two <laughs> Chicago bulls that mascots got into a fight. That's weird. A fight on Springer show. Yeah. I was like, I was like, holy crap. I was like, (laughs) the Chicago Bulls mascots get some tail. I was like, wow. (laughs) I'm in the wrong line of work. I need to be a mascot. I know. Here I'm fostering KBWs. I'll work for stadium giveaways and 
Hot chicks, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, like to be a Chicago Bulls mascot, yeah. Actually, with the ship you run over there, they could come live with you. Seriously, seriously. Join your cast of characters. You're almost like a Howard Stern over there. <laughs> you have a feels, gang of misfits. It feels that way. I've got Johnny, got Stu, Stu Hart. <laughs> KBW. Did you, uh, did you mention how I stretch people out? <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned it once or twice. Yes, Stu. I've, that's a great impression of him. I've got to say. It's very good, dude. It's strong. Like, Brett could be listening and be like, it's uncanny. <laughs> like, he would definitely say you do it better than Goldberg does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is uh, Bret Hart. That impression of Stu is decent. It's way better than what Goldberg can do, is Bret Hart. Uh, actually, that's more Gene Simmons than Bret that's Hart. That's more Gene Simmons, yeah, 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 yeah. Hi, this is Gene Simmons from Kiss. <laughs> I'd like everybody to go out and buy the Kiss coffin. <laughs> um, and while you're at it, buy the Kiss condoms. Thank you. This is Gene Simmons from Kiss. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that free plug there, Gene. Yes, for coffins and condoms. Right. And you're dead and stiff. All right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we want to check out wrestlingtoytracker.com. Over there, you can find the card and loose prices of Galoobs, Hasbros, LJNs, Just Toys, Bendoms, Defining Moments, and Retros. If you are on the hunt for any of those figures, head on over to wrestlingtoytracker.com. See if you're getting a fair market value where they take the eBay prices past three months and do an average. So check it out, WrestlingToyTracker.com. All right, let's head on over to our buddies, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, of course. They do wrestling talk, toy talk. They'll do watch-alongs. They do everything over there at the Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Also, check out Breaker's new show, Rumble Wheel, with Daniel Cross, where on that show, pants are optional. Excellent. I love those kind of shows. And Scott, you can see I'm Donald ducking it today. I have a shirt up here, but I'm going to turn the camera and go down. No, 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 no. Okay. That's okay. No, oh, no. Oh, oh. All right. No, All right. I don't, I don't want to see Stu stretching you out down there. I'm good. <laughs> I don't need yeah. to see what's going on. Yeah, this is Stu Hart. <laughs> <laughs> also, check out TB Toycast, where Breaker and I talked about LJN Series 2 this past week. Ooh, very good. Very good. Yes. It also was one of my favorite commercials of LJN Series 2, where Brutus Beefcake jumps behind this kid, and he's doing his male exotic dancer gimmick, and he just runs his hands through his hair. Still seems to be one of the only things that makes me laugh during the day. <laughs> I don't know because, why. Because what kid in the 80s didn't want an exotic male dancer behind him? Yes. Jumping into screenshot behind him. Right. Like, dude, I got to buy that toy. Right. Male exotic dancer, tag team champion, boom. There you go. Was that the same commercial where Macho Man opened up his uh, entrance robe and he had no. all the Macho Man? Fa- okay, that was a different nope. commercial. That was a different commercial. Gotcha. Also, check out the Positively Pro Wrestling podcast with Steve and Eric. Also, check out the Stolen Gimmicks podcast with Joe and Jordan, quickly becoming one of my favorite shows to listen to each and every week, along with these other shows that I'm mentioning. Also, we got the Chick Foley show with Seth, Sheena, Marco, and Jordan. Seth tagged me in a post the other day. It was a meme where they were making fun of mint on card people. I thought that uh, was very. I thought that was very rude of Seth. I see. Yeah. Yes. Very yeah. rude. Very. But rude. we love them nonetheless. Nonetheless, we love them. Also, check out Justin with the wrestling cheers. We got RJ over at Ringside Rant and Reffing It Up over there. We got Marty and Rucker doing boots to the face. Tim's pulling up a chair with the fig life. Love you, Tim. Welcome back, Ethan, to the In the Marbles pod. Because he is feeling better and he's back sounding better than ever. So My check dude. out 
in the marbles pod and scott what you got for drunk wrestling history yes give us a follow on twitter at wrestling underscore drunk show that dropped this past friday was a review of starcade 1987 we hadn't done a wcw pay-per-view or nwa pay-per-view in over a year so we were long overdue and eddie always hears the story on Cornette's show because eddie's diehard Cornette fan same here but eddie actually listens to the podcast um about uh, Cornette's story about how the Road Warriors losing basically killed the Chicago territory for the NWA at Starcade 1987. And when you watch the pay-per-view, you watch that specific match, you're like, oh, of course they did. Like, they pulled a dusty finish on the biggest card of the year in a market that they were trying to win over. And they didn't put the straps on the Road Warriors. The hometown boys. Totally killed the Chicago territory. Um, good show. Honestly, like, decent matches. I only gave it a three out of six. Because, you know, we rate each show off of six because six pack. Um, I gave it three beers out of six because the Road Warriors didn't win. And some of the matches were subpar, uh, especially the scaffold match, which was Rock and Roll Express versus Midnight Express, which why they couldn't have had a normal match that probably would have been on Meltzer's scale, a five star. But they had to put them on a scaffold. And on paper, those are great. Execution, not so great. A lot of punches, a lot of kicks, a lot of hitting with rackets, throwing of cocaine, things of this nature. Um, three out of six beers for me, but you can hear what Addy, Addy, you can hear what Eddie and Adam had to say about it because we're drunk wrestling history. We're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. Who did the road warriors face that night? Tony and Arn. Oh, that's the one. Okay. That's the yeah, one. yeah. Uh, so the finish was classic dusty finish. Tommy young is your referee. So you already know there's going to be shenanigans, right? Tommy Young gets nailed by Tully. Didn't see it coming. Tully basically shoulder blocked him out of the ring. Tommy Young goes tumbling out. Arn takes a run at Hawk. Hawk dips him, dumps him over the top rope. Tommy Young hits the floor and turns and manages to see Hawk do this. Which, if you know NWA in the 80s, that's an immediate DQ. Tommy Young was still floored. So the Road Warriors managed to get Arn Anderson to the Doomsday Device. Hit it. Dave Hebner runs in. Counts to three. New champions are crowned until Tommy Young says they aren't. Classic dusty finish and kill the Chicago territory. 8,000 fans that night in attendance. Well, I wouldn't say they killed the territory because didn't they do a, a big number when Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat went there? Was that in Chicago? Yeah, Chi-Town Rumble. Chi-Town. I don't know what the crowd was like. Okay. No official attendance record or anything? I haven't looked. Honestly, I don't know what the attendance was that night. Okay, got it. Yeah, but I mean, Flair and Ricky should draw a huge number. But, you know, all the shenanigans they played earlier on that Chicago crowd in 87, not cool, yeah. dude. Well, I will be tuning in to listen and also check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Scott, roll call. Yep, got to check out Jason Wolf. That's Wolf, W-U-L-F. He's going to be at a Vegas convention this weekend. Can't wait to see what goodies come out of that. If you need custom artwork, custom Hasbro's, Jason is your guy. He's our artist. He should be yours too. Again, that's Jason Wolf, W-U-L-F. Check out his social media accounts. Give him a follow. Because if you need artwork, he's your guy. Go give him a follow. The great Jason Wolf. And Jeff, for no other reason than I want to, and it's my show, Jonathan Dobrik. Dobro, I love you, dude. And that rounds out Roll Call. Absolutely great guy right there. One of the best. One of the best. And we've said it so many times on the show. He just... He brings so much positivity, so much love to the community. Just, Dobro, we love you, dude. Simply the best. Well said.
better than all the rest. I didn't know Stu Hart sang so lovely. Simply the best. <laughs> better than all the rest. <laughs> Uh, I th- I think that was uh, pretty close there, Stu. Yeah. <laughs> well done. He sounds amazing. <laughs> I know. I know. Anyways. Uh, Scott, for episode 379, anything else? Stay safe. Stay healthy. Fig life since 2016. And happy toy hunting. I want to thank everybody for tuning into episode 379. Hashtag fig life. Adios. <laughs> Let's go! Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.